Your first place Cardinals are in Colorado for the next three games to battle the Rockies. Nolan Arenado wins the NL Player of the Week. We jump into the DeLorean to revisit the trade between the Cardinals and the Rockies for Hall of Famer Larry Walker, plus a look around the league at some of the bigger stories from Monday, including an unfortunate injury for Matt Carpenter. All on today's episode of Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, once again, I'm JD Haffer, and I am a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Cardinals on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with me. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. So the Cardinals have won seven in a row. They've got a two-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers in the NL Central, and after an off day on Monday, they are in Colorado to face the Rockies for the next three games. Before we get into this series, we need to congratulate Nolan Arenado, who was the NL Player of the Week. Arenado won the season's first NL Player of the Week award back in early April, now has another one, bringing his career total to eight. Arenado hit 476 with three home runs, eight RBIs, and had a 1.560 OPS. His overall season numbers now have him hitting 301 with 22 bombs, 68 RBIs, a 921 OPS, and his war, which is wins above replacement, is now ahead of Goldie at 5.8. Goldie is at 5.7. So 5.8 has Arenado ranked number three in all of baseball behind Aaron Judge, who's having a ridiculous season. He's in first place at 6.7. And then former Cardinal Sandy Alcantara, who is uh, at 6.0. But then it's Arnato, and then it's Goldie right behind him. So three and four ranked in war in Major League Baseball. That's pretty good. So the Rockies, they're not very good. They're in last place in the NL West at 48-63. and 63. They've lost seven of their last 10. But per usual, they are a different team at Coors Field, where they have a winning record this season. They're 30-27. and 27. Now, offensively, they're led by first baseman C.J. Crone, who's hitting 278 with 22 home runs and 74 RBIs. Our old friend Chris Bryant, the one that thought uh, St. Louis was boring, there's nothing to do in St. Louis, uh, he's been a bust since signing with Colorado this past offseason. He's only played in 42 games this year due to injuries, five home runs, 14 RBIs. That's it. That's all they got for Chris Bryant right now. And he's currently out with a left foot bone bruise, and he's dealing with some plantar fasciitis, so you won't see him in this series. Charlie Blackman is still there, still doing all right. Uh, former Cardinal Randall Gritchick, he's there having an okay season. Brendan Rodgers, who's been one of those guys that people thought was going to be really, really good for quite some time now, he's starting to put together a decent season. So offensively, you got to be careful with them, particularly in Denver. We know how the ball travels in Colorado. Uh, Pitching-wise, though, that's where the Cardinals really have the upper hand. Tonight's pitching matchup has Miles Michaelis against right-hander Ryan Feltner, who is just 1-3 with an ERA of 5.75 and a whip of 1.45. His last time out, he lasted just three and two-thirds innings versus the Padres on August 2nd, giving up three runs on eight hits. 
Uh, Wednesday, you've got two southpaws set to take on each other with Jose Quintana making his second start for the Cardinals against Kyle Freeland, who is uh, seven and 7-7 seven with a 4.56 ERA. And then on Thursday, it's an afternoon game with Dakota Hudson set to start against Herman Marquez. Okay? He's um, a guy that, that's had kind of a rough season so far. Despite having a good arsenal, he's got a he's got a great arm. He's only six and nine with a five point one eight ERA. He's one of the guys that I thought maybe the Cardinals might kick the tires on to see if uh, hey, how about we swing a trade there? Because he's still young in his mid twenties, and I, I think he's got a lot of a lot to offer. Just having a bad year. Um, this is a series that the Cardinals should win at least two of three, in my opinion. Especially tonight against Feltner, you got to take advantage and. Uh, it's it's not a good Rockies team. They're not they're not playing for much. Um, I, I I I I don't have any excuses for the Cardinals to lose in this series. They they most definitely should take two of three. They're they're feeling good about themselves right now after sweeping the Cubbies and sweeping uh, the Yankees over the weekend. They're rested. They got Monday off. So this this should be on paper. It should be an easy series, and the Cardinals should take at least two of three. Uh, they're still battling Milwaukee, obviously, in the NL Central. Milwaukee is uh, is down beneath the Cardinals. Two games under them in the NL Central right now. They're going to be at home tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 58-50 and 50 on the year. So the Rays still playing some good baseball, so not an easy matchup for the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers also have Freddie Peralta on the mound tonight, making his second start since coming back from the injured list, while the Phillies will be at home against the Marlins. I mentioned them because uh, they're – right there in the wild card chase, obviously, in case something were to happen and the Cardinals were to fall out of first place in the NL Central. Philadelphia is the one that's got that uh, wild card spot there. And um, they've been as hot as the Cardinals recently, winning nine of their last 10. They've won five straight. So um, they're playing some pretty good ball right now as well. So that's kind of a preview of what's going to happen uh, over the next three days. Uh, I'm sure you'll see a lot of offense. That's usually what happens at Denver, at uh, Coors, State, uh, Coors Field. But, um, you know, hopefully the Cardinals, like I said, grab two of three and keep this momentum moving as they go forward down the uh, the final stretch here in August leading into September as we try to get into the, uh, the playoffs. Now, something that has happened between the Cardinals and the Rockies over the years has been a couple of big trades. Now, the Nolan Arenado one just happened recently in the last two years so we're not going to cover that one one i would like to go back and check out would be the trade that the cardinals swung to get larry walker from the colorado rocky so uh, we're going to jump into our time machine and jump back there uh in just a few minutes we'll talk about that first though i need to know if you have tried the new built bar puff shack i'll wait for you yes no if you haven't, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. I, I don't know what you're waiting for. There's a new flavor. It's the delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Introduce you to the new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They're light. They've got a chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And, of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Don't believe me? Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. And what's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with the collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So you can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. I don't know if you ate cookie dough when you were younger. I'm sure you did. 
at some point or another. And you remember how good it is? You know, it almost you didn't want to wait for them to go into the oven to, to, to get cooked. You would just eat the cookie dough if you were allowed to. And that's why this is so delicious. Like all Bilt Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. And that means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So, so good. Get some for yourself. You're going to love them. The new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, which is always something like the other night, I was getting ready to go grab some uh, some candy. Kind of Kind of a problem for me. Instead, grab the puffs. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Sometimes you just need a, a quick bite, little snack. These are great. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. And right now, you can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and save money. You get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 today. So as I mentioned, I'd like to jump into our DeLorean real quick. Go back into the time machine because I, one of the great things about the game of baseball is the history of the game of baseball. And since you're a Cardinals fan, I, I would assume you are since you're watching this, uh, you know, we've got a, a rich history of uh, of Cardinals baseball to talk about just about every day. There, there is always something going down that was like a big deal in Cardinals history. Well, something that happened not exactly on this date, August the 9th, but back on August 6, 2004. It was a big day for the Cardinals. They were uh, rolling at 69 and 38. They had the best record in the league. You had a team that featured Albert Pujols, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Edmonds, Edgar Renteria, Reggie Sanders. But the Cardinals, looking to make themselves better in any way, shape, and form, wanted to add another bat to the lineup. And they decided to check in with the Colorado Rockies about the availability of right fielder, Larry Walker. Now, Walker had been one of the best hitters in the league since becoming a Rocky back in 1995. He won an MVP award in 1997 when he hit 366 with an NL high 49 home runs. He drove in 130 RBIs and he had 33 stolen bases that year. That, that's something that maybe some fans don't remember is Larry Walker used to be able to run like he was an elite athlete in his prime. Uh, he led the league again in hitting in 1998 when he hit 363, in 1999 when he hit 379, and in 2001 when he hit 350. Dude was a superstar, but the Rockies were struggling to make the playoffs. They actually hadn't made the playoffs since his first year in Colorado in 1995. Uh, Walker indicated that he had a desire to be traded to a contender. I mean, you got to remember, at this point in 2004, he was now 37 years old. Injuries were, were catching up with them. He had battled knee, shoulder, hamstring, growing and hip ailments the year before. And a growing strain actually had caused him to miss the first 68 games of the 2004 season. But he was still hitting 324 in the games that he'd played in. He was still Larry Walker. And with more than 10 years of experience and five with the same team, Walker had earned the right to decline any trade. That was the, the 10 and 5 rule. And in fact, the Rockies had agreed to trade Walker to the Texas Rangers for prospects Ian Kinsler, who went on to have a very good career, and uh, pitcher Eric Thompson. But Walker said no. He vetoed the deal. He also refused a proposed deal that would have sent him to the Florida Marlins at the time. But then the Cardinals got interested, and they gave the Rockies a call. And I remember my friend, and I'm going to give him a shout-out right now, Chris Hoey. I was working in Cape Girardeau, 
Missouri at the time. I was working on a radio station down there, actually a couple of them because it's such a small market. Uh, so we had to, you know, pull like triple duty for these places. But I remember we were having a discussion that night um, talking about what, what are some trades that the Cardinals could make. And he said, what about Larry Walker? And in my mind at the time, I'm thinking, why would the Rockies ever get rid of Larry Walker? Like, how could the Cardinals possibly land Larry Walker? It happened. GM Waljock, and he said this about the deal. I think there were some people in Colorado who weren't certain he would come to St. Louis. I talked to a few of the players over the last few days, and I expressed to Larry how excited they were about the possibility of his coming. He weighed everything, and it didn't take him long. The Rockies even admitted they wanted to send him somewhere where he could win. They wanted to do him a solid, send him somewhere that uh, had a chance to go far in the playoffs. And... They also were wanting to give a, a certain rookie named Matt Holiday, who would also become a Cardinal just five, year later, five years later in 2009. They wanted to give him a chance to play every day in the outfield. So Walker agrees to the trade, and it was on my birthday. I remember that, August the 6th, and I remember being out. I was doing a, a remote appearance at a club that night for the radio station when the, when the news broke. And I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it that the Cardinals landed Larry Walker. Now, here's a question for you. Do you remember who the Cardinals gave up to get him from Colorado? Probably not, because <laughs> these names are not big ones. The Cardinals received Walker in cash considerations, which ended up being $7.5 million in exchange for minor league pitcher Jason Birch and two players to be named later. In August, the Cardinals announced that Luis Martinez and Chris Narvison would go to Colorado to complete the deal. Birch never climbed above double-A after the 2006 season. The Rockies traded him and Jim Miller to the Orioles as part of a package for Rodrigo Lopez. He then retired following the 2008 season. Luis Martinez finished the 2004 season in triple-A Colorado Springs when he was 2-2 two and two at a 6.83 ERA, 21 Ks. The Rockies released him after the season. He ended up playing in the Japan Central League the Chinese Professional Baseball League, the Mexican League, the Dominican Winter League, and the United Baseball League before retiring following the 2010 season. Now, Narvison, he had the best career out of any of them. He spent the remainder of 04 in AAA Colorado Springs. Prior to the 05 season, the Rockies traded him and Charles Johnson, the catcher, to the Red Sox for Byung Young Kim in cash. Uh, the Cardinals picked Narvison up off of waivers that August. And in 06, he pitched in five games, starting one. After spending 07 in the minors, Narvison signed with the Brewers, which is where I remember him mostly. Uh, came back to the majors in 09, spent five seasons with the big club. 26-18 and 18 over his career, 4.65 ERA. He did make six postseason relief appearances in 2011 for the Brewers, including four against the Cardinals and the NLCS. He then pitched in Japan in 2014 before playing his final two major league seasons in Miami. Meanwhile, one Larry Walker appeared in 44 regular season games for the Cardinals. He hit 280, 11 bombs, 27 RBIs, added depth to an already potent lineup. The Cardinals go on to win the NL Central and finish with a 105-57 and record. Game one of the NLDS against the Dodgers. He hits two home runs and scores four times, goes 5-15 for 15 in the series. In game one of the NLCS against the Astros, he singles, doubles, and triples in the seven-game series. He goes seven for 29 with two home runs and five RBIs. And with the Cardinals' Game 7 NLCS win, he reached the World Series for the first time and only time in his career. Once again, he uh, started the series on the right note, hitting a home run and two doubles in a four-for-five performance. Homered again in Game 3, but unfortunately, the Cardinals got swept in the series by the Red Sox. But overall, in the postseason, he scored 21% of runs that the Cardinals scored. 
clearly that was a success as far as the trade goes for the Cardinals. Walker played 100 games in his final season in 05, despite playing with a herniated disc in his neck that made it impossible to turn his head to the left. Can you imagine? You can't do this. Can you imagine? And trying to play baseball. Uh, he hit 289, 15 home runs, 52 RBIs in the postseason. Struggled a bit, went just 3 for 28, and retired shortly after the Cardinals were eliminated in the NLCS. In 2020, Walker was elected to the Hall of Fame and had this to say about his time with the Cardinals. Quote, finishing with the St. Louis Cardinals, I'm not a baseball historian, but when you talk about organizations, you usually talk about the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Cardinals. Those are the iconic organizations that people know about around the world, a uniform that is recognizable around the world. I'll never forget that first day walking in the clubhouse and putting that white birds-on-the-bat uniform over my head. It was a great way to go out. We enjoyed our time with Larry Walker in a Cardinals uniform. Sadly, we only got two years of him, but he definitely contributed. And, uh, you know, that that team he was on in 04, one of the best I've seen a Cardinals, as far as Cardinals teams being put out on the field ever since I've been alive. So uh, we'll always remember Larry Walker fondly as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, up next, we will give you some of the big stories around the league from yesterday. Uh, we've got some injuries to talk about, an unfortunate one for Matt Carpenter, and the end of the road for Jason Hayward with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. A lot of stuff going on in the golf world right now with the Live Series stuff and guys wanting to play on the PGA Tour now. They left to go to the Live Series. It's it's kind of crazy right now, but you can make some money off these dudes. Uh, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to Bet Online today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. You've got uh, preseason football coming up this week. So uh, th- those are some games that are usually pretty pretty boring. You can use Bet Online, make some money, make it interesting. So go to Bet Online where the game starts. So let's take a look around the league. Um, We'll start with something with the Cardinals that happened over the weekend. According to the Post-Dispatch's Derek Gould, the uh, Cardinals are going to open up the 2023 season at home. For the first time since 2017 and only the second time since 2011, they're scheduled to open up the season at home in 2023. It'll be the last week of March. The Cardinals will host the Toronto Blue Jays to begin the 2023 season. That according to two officials who have seen the final schedule. Uh, We'll go to the Cubs here. Apparently, they're ready to say goodbye to former Cardinal Jason Hayward after the season. The Cubs president of baseball operations, Jed Hoyer, announced that Hayward won't be back for an eighth season with the team. Hayward has been on the injured list since late June with a knee ailment and might not return this season. The team signed him to that eight-year, $184 million deal prior to the 2016 season. You remember, he played one year with the Cardinals, had a great year. Cardinals were hoping to bring him back. He was a... not only was he did he have a great year, he hit 293 that year, but um, obviously the gold glove defense in right field. And he seemed happy here, but he decided that he wanted to go to the Cubs because he thought the Cardinals had an aging roster. He thought the Cubs were on the verge of winning a World Series, which he was correct about. The Cubs would go on to win the World Series that season that he signed with them, their first in 108 years. But 
he really hasn't been very good since signing with them. He struggled at the plate for much of his Cubs career, hit just 245 with them. Did win a couple gold gloves, but eight years, $184 million for two gold gloves. They did get the championship, so it kind of uh, depends on what that's worth to you. But whew, that's, a, that's, a, that's a hefty price there for a guy who hasn't been all that great in right field. Uh, moving on to the Yankees, they snapped their five-game losing streak last night against the Mariners, but they lost Matt Carpenter in the process. Carp fouls a ball off his back left foot in the first inning, and then soon after that, it was announced that he fractured his left foot. He's going to be out an extended amount of time. They hope to get him back before the end of the season, but an unfortunate turn of events for him after having such a resurgent year, and we had the uh, emotional weekend in St. Louis with his return, and I'm just glad it didn't happen to him in St. Louis. Um, happened against the Mariners, so we hope he gets a speedy recovery. Uh, how about this story? Red Sox starter Chris Sale out for the rest of the season after fracturing his right wrist in a bicycle accident. He was already on the IL after he fractured the pinky finger on his left hand on a comebacker against the Yankees on July 17th. Now he's gone for the rest of the year. Fractured his right wrist in a bicycle accident. He signed a five-year, $145 billion extension with Boston following the 2018 season. Since then, he's pitched in just 36 games, missed an entire season because of Tommy John. He's only pitched in 11 games in the last three years, and he's making $30 million this year and through 5.2 innings. Still has at least two years remaining on his deal with the Sox. Another one of those contracts you're like, whoa, yikes. Uh, the Padres, who made a number of trade deadline deals, obviously the big one for Juan Soto and Josh Bell, but they also grabbed Josh Hader from the Brewers. Brandon Jury from the Cincinnati Reds. How have they fared since they made the big trade? One in five. One in five since August 3rd, including back-to-back shutout losses on Sunday and last night against the Giants. So it hasn't exactly worked out so far for San Diego. And uh, how about this? Following the success of last year's inaugural MLB at Field of Dreams game featuring the Yankees and the White Sox, which was, dude, goosebumps. Goosebumps when the guys came out. Kevin Costner was there. That that was cool. That was that was really, really cool. You had the walk-off home run by Tim Anderson for the White Sox, but just a, a super event. Uh, they're doing it again this year. Tonight, there's going to be a pair of minor league clubs that will get their chance to play in the cornfields of Dyersville, Iowa. The uh, Cubs and Reds will play on Thursday in Iowa, but tonight it's a couple high-A Midwest League clubs We'll take the field first. You've got the Quad Cities River Bandits, which is a Royals affiliate. They'll be playing host to the Cedar Rapids Colonels, who are a Twins affiliate. That game will be on the MLB Network. You can watch that at uh, 6 o'clock Central Time. That's when it's scheduled to start. So there's your news from around the league. Uh, once again, the Cardinals and the Rockies will be at uh, Coors Field tonight. It's Miles Michaelis on the mound. So uh, looking forward to watching that one this evening. Once again, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I appreciate all you guys for listening on YouTube. You guys have been fantastic. I'm loving all the interaction on the comments down below. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. Come on board to the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Your first place Cardinals are on a roll. We're having a lot of fun here. And uh, I love being able to interact with you guys down below in the comments. So feel free if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, anything of that sort. 
even criticism. I, I don't mind. I, I'm cool with that. If you think there's some things that we should work on and uh, that you want to see us do more of, let me know. Let me know. Uh, I know we get a lot of questions about where did Lucas go? Uh, Lucas ended up getting another job. Uh, he's going to be working at Wash U, and it just didn't allow him the flexibility to do the podcast each and every day. So he had to hand the reins off, and uh, they chose me. So hopefully uh, you guys aren't too unhappy with the decision so far. Uh, it seems like things have been working out. I mean, the Cardinals have been winning a lot of games since I took over this podcast. Just saying. Just saying. I'm J.D. Haffern. Once again, thanks for hanging with me. Follow me on uh, Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. 